It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, every day, every day, every day. All right, it is Crossover Wednesday, Locked on Redskins and Locked on Packers. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Today, we're joined by Peter Bukowski of Locked on Packers. We're going to go back and forth over the next couple of segments and get you ready for the Redskins and the Packers coming up Sunday from Lambeau Field. And away we go. Coming off a win, Chris. Can you believe it? <laughs> yes. Good afternoon, Peter. Um, and and yeah, not only a win, two wins in a row, which represents a modern day miracle around here. Uh, the Redskins <laughs> had uh, a uh, a two game winning streak. Well, maybe not modern day miracle, but since mid uh, last October uh, is the last time uh, that has happened around here. And mm-hmm. and actually. You know, as you probably remember, and as Packers fans remember, you know, the Redskins were pretty good early last year, and the Redskins did a pretty good job against the Green Bay Packers in week three at FedEx Field of 2018, and then they stayed relatively hot after that, again, put together a three-game winning streak, and then it all completely collapsed, which led into this year an 0-5 start, the firing of Jake Green. And, and along in there somewhere is the catastrophic Alex Smith leg injury, uh, dozens of surgeries, it sounds like, since, and and a, a first-round pick on Dwayne Haskins. We've, get, we've gotten to see the young QB a little bit now. What are your impressions of him, and and do you think that that he is their guy moving forward? Because it sounds like he there was some disagreement with, with Gruden and management about that very question. You're absolutely correct. Jay Gruden wanted really nothing to do with developing Dwayne Haskins. Uh, That was a Dan Snyder, the owner, Bruce Allen, the president and general manager, uh, move with the 15th overall pick in the draft. Um, So let's start with that. You mentioned the Alex Smith injury, obviously. That precipitated that. I don't think if Alex Smith is 
healthy, reasonably healthy. Dwayne Haskins is even on the roster. Um, so we have that as a caveat, too. Uh, as far as Dwayne Haskins goes, he started out four games. He's appeared in six. Um, the numbers, the raw numbers, are not very good. They're, as a matter of fact, they're they're pretty below mediocre, if we're being honest. However, if you judge the quarterback position, and if you judge Dwayne Haskins the way I think you have to, if you're if you're trying to size up and evaluate, can he run the offense, and can he do them? The 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 um, I guess the little things that are not so little, the intangibles, the the X factor type things that a quarterback specifically, Peter, has to do to operate the position at this level and at a high efficiency. I think he is making progress. I think he is getting there. I think he is getting better. He's not super, super turnover prone. He's shown a propensity to a couple of high ball interceptions, a couple of, you know, hurried mistakes. He gets sacked a lot. He's having trouble kind of taking off from the pocket a little bit too early. I think this is all normal for a first year quarterback, especially mm -hmm. one with a lack of college experience. But overall, the kid is doing fairly okay is how I would describe him. Fairly okay is a is a market improvement from at least what the Washington team was most of the year. What has been the difference these last two games? Is it as simple as, you know, backup quarterbacks and and a little bit of apathy maybe from opponents? Or, or what do you think is the difference here? Well, you know, I think you said it. Uh, you know, when you go against Jeff Driscoll and you go against Kyle Allen, that's going to give you an opportunity to win games, especially when you're struggling in your own uh, passing game and and against Detroit, they struggled not only in their passing game, but they also struggled in their running game against Charlotte or Carolina. It was they struggled in their passing game, but they were dominant uh, on the ground. So I, I think it's a, a little combination of, of of both. And quite honestly, the defense, which started off horribly against Carolina on Sunday, given up a quick 14 points basically shut them down after that. They did allow a late touchdown. So I should, I can't say shut them down, but um, Basically, after that, it was lights out after a, a just a dreadful start. And the reason why they've been good the last couple of weeks, besides, again, going against backup quarterbacks, twofold. They've had six-plus sacks in each of the last two games, so they feasted off of bad offensive lines, and they've been able to get home. And then on top of that, they made a switch from Josh Norman at the starting left corner to Fabian Moreau, who was getting absolutely carved up like a Thanksgiving turkey uh, inside at the slot position and is a much better outside corner. Uh, and that's made a huge difference. He's had three interceptions in the last two games, could have had a fourth. And Peter, I would just say this, um, you know, if, if they can get home against the Green Bay Packer offensive line and against Aaron Rodgers, who obviously has a tremendous ability to escape uh, and and um, and and uh, and kind of um, uh, extend plays. If they can get home, then it's going to be a long day for the Green Bay Packers. If they can, then it's going to be uh, very much a long day for the Washington Redskins defense. Yes, seven sacks last week, including one and a half uh, by their other first-round pick, Montez Sweat, who was a favorite of mine in the draft. Uh, I, I think that 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 combined with the run game, which you mentioned, which I want to ask you about. You look at what they did to Carolina. I mean, it, it dominate is is maybe an underselling it given the modern NFL. Thirty carries, two hundred forty-eight yards, and three touchdowns. Darius Geis had one hundred twenty-nine on just ten carries himself, and two touchdowns. 
this is the offense that they want to be with an interim head coach in Bill Callahan, who all he wants to do is for it to be 1985 again. <laughs> yeah, and, and and here's the thing. I think Bill gets a bad rap uh, for that. Bill very much likes the short control passing game. It's just you have to execute it, right? You have to have an accurate quarterback, and Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins hasn't been an accurate quarterback, number one. And for whatever reason, this team has a religious aversion, or let, let me put it this way, a football uh, aversion to screen passes, slants, uh, you know, quick smokes, that type of thing. I mean, they'll do it, but they don't really like to do it like Andy Reid, you know, Matt Nagy, Philadelphia, you know, style teams that have had success in the short passing game. Uh, they just don't like to do it. So Callahan is kind of often like left with, well, what do I do best? What is my DNA? What is my identity? What do I have? What gives me the best chance to not only score points and move the football, but also to protect my young quarterback and to protect my defense, which which leaks a lot of oil on third down. And it's been better of late, but it leaks a lot of oil on third down. And the answer to that has been the run game. And yes, he's taken a lot of abuse. Um, you mentioned like, you know, like it's 1985. I got it. He wants to throw the football and Kevin O'Connell, their offensive coordinator and play caller. Trust me, he wants to throw the football. They just haven't been able to do it successfully or efficiently. So it's left them with this combination of Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis, which you could do a lot worse than, and a predominantly heavy run game. Yeah, I, I really like O'Connell, and and when when the reports came out that he was being considered as as either an interim coach or a potential replacement, I was not surprised by that. But your point about the slants and the smokes and the and the tunnel screens and the all the other ways that you can get a receiver involved in the short passing game, it just seems like someone like Terry McLaurin is tailor made for that kind of stuff. He's been so impressive this season. What have you seen from the rookie receiver from Ohio State? Yeah, it's a great point, and I'm surprised they haven't used him, quite honestly, more in that in in that regard. And you added a couple of you know other things that they could do, and you're absolutely one thousand percent correct. But the one thing I will say is I think they're intoxicated with Terry's route running and his speed. You combine a four three five speed guy, and you combine a guy who. Uh, You know, sounds like you did a lot of tape study on him. I did some tape study on him coming out of Ohio State. I thought he was going to be much better as a wide receiver than others thought. I didn't think he would be this good as a route runner. He Mm -hmm. could run some sick, silly routes. And that only does you so much. Ultimately, you have to have a quarterback that can get you the football on time and rhythm uh, in a contested tight window. And even though Dwayne Haskins and he had some chemistry, obviously going in, um, you know, the connection quite hasn't been as good as I think we were all expecting, but I'm sure it will come. I'm sure it will come and I'm sure it will get better. But Terry is really fast and a really, really crafty route runner already in his rookie season. All right. That's part one of Peter and I's conversation about the Redskins and the Packers coming up next. We'll finish up on the Packers. Coming up next, more Redskins Packers preview, and we continue along right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, Locked On Packers as well, crossover Wednesday. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here, Locked On Redskins. Long day at work, tough day at school. Are you still stuck in the office? Sucker. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you. 
with DoorDash. Maybe your sweatpants are on for the day, but you're sick of those microwave leftovers and frozen pizza, right? Who likes that anyway? Enter DoorDash. Restaurant quality food, living room dress code. That's right, fellas. Get it now. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurant in your city. Ordering is easy. You open up the DoorDash app. You choose what you want to eat. Your food delivered to you wherever you might be. Door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. You can order from your local go-tos or choose your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code Locked On. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here from my bookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Who doesn't want that? Between football season, NBA, the start of the college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline, guys, and get into the action with my bookie. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKEDON to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Who could beat that? Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, it is Chris Russell with you. Back and joined by Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers. We continue our preview of this Sunday's matchup. Yeah, no doubt. And and I thought he would be good. I didn't think he would be this good either. Uh, I I think if you look at what Ohio State did, they built their offense around Paris Campbell and his ability mm-hmm. to win underneath. And then you can use McLaurin deep. On this Washington team, Terry basically needs to do both of those things because they don't really have anyone else. I mean, the offensive weapons in the passing game, to your point, just aren't there. And if you want to you know, put Dwayne Haskins in the best position to succeed, it does seem like based on personnel, they need to be you know, like a team we saw on, on Monday night. The Minnesota Vikings run, 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 play action deep. Or Seattle, same thing. Let him be Tyler Lockett and have this team be predicated on running the ball and play action that, that that seems like that's the way to go am i am i reading this right no it's a great point um and the one caveat that i would add is kelvin Harmon, uh six mm. round pick out of nc state the last three really weeks. underrated you know he, he's really been coming on and and doing a nice job and and has you know can climb the ladder and and almost made a, a great kind of climb the ladder type touchdown catch on Sunday in Carolina, he's shown a, a very reliable skill set in terms of, A, getting some separation for a guy that you don't think necessarily has blazing speed. Um, but they need to continue to figure out other ways to, you know, to use him to the point that we were just talking, number one, so that Terry doesn't have to do both of those tight roles, as you correctly alluded to. The other thing that's really hurt them is, you know, for years they had Jamison Crowder. 
uh, as their mm-hmm. slot guy. And Jameson wasn't always healthy, and that's part of the reason why they let him go in free agency. But they've had no Jamison Crowder. Trey Quinn has been a major disappointment this year uh, out of the slot receiver. And then the biggest problem is they're a tight end in an inside-outside type of offense, and they lost Jordan Reed in the third week of the preseason, and he never played. And then Vernon Davis after the first four games, and he's on IR and never played again. And they're basically left with Jeremy Sprinkle, who – you know, nice kid, and he's he's just a jack. They don't have those mm-hmm. interior underneath or, I guess, short kind of short to intermediate pass route guys that this offense, the West Coast offense, is mostly was mostly predicated under with Jay Gruden specifically. And obviously they haven't changed the system just because Jay Gruden is no longer here. Right. Unfortunately, and, and I am a huge Jordan Reed fan, relying on him is a fool's errand at this point in his career. He, the guy just cannot stay on the field. Kelvin Harmon was someone I thought was was really underrated in the draft, reminded me of, of post-ACL Jordy Nelson. Didn't have the over-the-top speed, but the body control, the nuance, um, the, the craftiness, really liked his game. Uh, as we as we wind down uh, this part of the crossover, I want to ask you my favorite question on these crossover shows, and that is, if you were a coach in the Packers coaching room and you were tasked with with identifying the one weakness where Green Bay can most take advantage of this Washington team, what would you be telling Matt Lafleur that is? Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to tell you, uh, are, are we talking about Green Bay offense versus the Redskins defense, or are we talking about just... Either one. Whatever you think the one glaring advantage or or hole that, that Washington has that Green Bay can take advantage of. The number one area that Green Bay can go to town and win this game on is to make life hell on Haskins, and that's the edge pass rush with speed and the ability to turn, uh, you know, turn up uh, towards the quarterback. Preston Smith, obviously, you guys have been, you know, <laughs> seeing how 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 good he can be uh, yeah. in his first year in Green Bay and some of the weapons that you guys brought in via free agency. To me, that is the area that Dwayne Haskins is most susceptible. This offensive line is most susceptible. Morgan Moses may not play in this game. He's dealing uh, with a back injury. He missed, uh, you know, uh, m- uh, more than half of Sunday's win in Charlotte. Uh, Jaron Christian, a third-round pick for the Redskins, took way, 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 way too early last year. Just hasn't developed yet. He's an athlete, but he, he you know, you can go around him pretty easily and through him pretty easily. He's gotten a little bit better in year two, but not much, if I'm being honest with you. And then, you know, I, I don't think Brandon Sheriff is having a good year. Um, he graded out okay on on Sunday. Fine. I think he's good for a holding penalty almost every game. Uh, and and I, I really think the pass rush of the Green Bay Packers is where they can make the most hay, especially against Haskins, who has struggled consistently in this area to identify, uh, to buy time, and to not take off too early, which he's also guilty of. Um, so that's the area that I think the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game with. Yeah, the Preston Smith revenge game and and Zadarius Smith against a backup offensive tackle is an advantage that Green Bay is is probably going to win on a pretty consistent basis. All right, it is time for us to flip the script for me to get in the hot seat and for Chris to grill me on the nine and three Green Bay Packers. 
This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days that you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, fellas. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we finish it up with Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers right here on LOR. Peter, let's start with a former uh, former Redskin, I should say. We kind of mentioned him uh, in the last segment, Preston Smith. Uh, around here, people, especially with Montez Sweat, who got off to a kind of slow start, uh, second, first-round pick, the guy that the Redskins brought in to replace Preston Smith, were like, man, we never saw this out of Preston Smith. I did see more than ultimately the production that Preston racked up in in sacks. So I'll say I'm not that surprised. How surprised are you and the Packers by what Preston Smith has done this year? Well, when when the Packers went uh, in the offseason and they put together a list of players that they were looking for, Mike Patton had identified Preston Smith as one of the guys that that they really, really wanted. Uh, Kirk Olivadoti, who is the linebackers coach now in, in Green Bay was obviously on that defensive staff while Preston was there. And so there is that familiarity there. Mike Patton said he wanted either Zadarius or Preston Smith and Packers GM Brian Gutekunst gifted him both Zadarius and Preston Smith. They have been the best, most productive pass rush duo in football this season. Uh, Zadarius, I think, is just a pressure off the league lead. And Preston Smith for most of the year uh, has been the sack leader on this team. The thing about Preston Smith in Washington was he would create, I don't have to tell you, he would create pressure, but not always get home, not always create the sacks, not always create the sack fumbles that you want from elite pass rushers and still got paid like an elite pass rusher this season. We've seen that elite pass rusher, a guy who can win games uh, or at least tilt the field in games all by himself. Uh, and, and actually game-winning sacks and drives when when an opponent had a chance to go down and, and either tie or take the lead that were ended because of Preston Smith, the Vikings game, the Broncos game was sealed on a Preston Smith sack. So he has been uh, extremely impactful. And as someone who, you know, was a little bit more dubious of him coming out of college, who, you know, wondered if, if he would ever put everything together, 
it's hard to overstate the impact that he and, and Zadarius together especially have had on this defense. And you mentioned Zadarius Smith, and people are going to kind of forget about, oh, yeah, they did also add him. Uh, so when you have that kind of ability and that those kind of athletes and that kind of pass rush and that kind of get home, that's going to make everything easier on the back end as well, right? And that helps the Green Bay Packers, especially in a pass-happy league, be a little bit better in coverage than they have been over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and and they've been better in one area in particular, and that is creating turnovers. They're still uh, among league leaders in big plays allowed, but what they're doing is they're forcing more turnovers. The the pass rush is getting home, and even when they're not getting sacks, they're creating pressures. Darius Smith against Daniel Jones did not have a sack, but had five QB hits and a 10-plus pressures, depending on who you ask. I think the official number is 10. Matt LaFleur jokes that the outside linebackers coach for the Packers had Zadarius for 15 pressures against the Giants. When you are able to pressure quarterbacks, uh, it makes it easier for guys like Kevin King, Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, Tremont Williams, Adrian Amos, these guys who have speed and playmaking ability to get balls a little bit off target. You just need a little bit of space you know, Darnell Savage got a pick uh, on an overthrow. Tremont Williams made a beautiful uh, pick down the sidelines on a ball that was only slightly overthrown. Those plays are turning into interceptions at a higher rate this season for the Packers. They're getting more sack fumbles, those kinds of things. And so for a defense that does have some some inconsistencies, they're making up for it with big playability, especially in the red zone. This is one of the best red zone defenses in the league specifically because they are creating turnovers and getting sacks in the red zone. Well, that's not good news for the Redskins because the Redskins are traditionally, and they are once again this year, one of the worst, most horrible red zone offenses <laughs> in the National Football League. Uh, and again, this year is probably even worse. Um, so let me ask you this, just so we don't forget about, obviously, the main kind of attraction uh, for those that don't get to see the Green Bay Packers play every week. Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur. Matt, I covered Matt uh, for four years from 2010 through 2013 mm -hmm. when he was a young quarterbacks coach under Mike and Kyle Shanahan here in Washington. Uh, I know my, Matt pretty well. Um, you know, I always knew he was a bright young coach. Uh, some people, quite honestly, back then never thought he was going to be a head coach. I disagreed with that as much. You know, because, okay, of the meteoric success that they had initially with Robert Griffin III, but I always thought Matt had something. How has Matt and Aaron Rodgers gelled together now three-quarters of the way through their first season? Yeah, you know, I was talking to Billy Turner on Locked on Packers a, a couple weeks ago, and unprompted, he brought up the narrative in the preseason, oh, he's not letting Rodgers audible, which, by the way, uh, was never a thing that was <laughs> never really a thing that that happened in terms of like Rogers was never muzzled in in his ability to make audibles. It was more Matt LaFleur saying, well, this offense has not been set up that way. So if it's going to be, we just have to find a way to do it. That makes sense. On Sunday, uh, Aaron Rodgers called an audible and threw a touchdown pass. He just said, big dog, big dog, big dog. Well, Mercedes Lewis is big dog. The rest of the team didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers' play action rolls out and throws a touchdown on an audible that didn't really exist. But that's Aaron Rodgers, and Matt LaFleur has not 
muzzled him. He has said, why would I, why would I take away, you know, something that, that can be so effective that has been so effective. Uh, the, the point about Billy Turner was that he said, you're, you're more likely to see Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur walking in the locker room because they're, they're just always throwing ideas off each other. It's been collaborative. They've been working together and putting together these plans that, that they feel really confident about. Uh, yeah. After the 49ers game, uh, the, the Packers leadership council led by Zadarius Smith went to Matt LaFleur and said, we need, we want to talk as players to, to you. And, and they had a frank conversation. Um, we, you know, we didn't get the contents of that conversation, but Matt talked about it at his press conference earlier this week. There is an open line of communication. If anything has marked the Matt LaFleur tenure to this point, it has been open communication and transparency in, in how they're approaching their players. That sounds like the Matt LaFleur that that I knew, uh, again, as a young coach. So I'm really glad to hear that, you know, coming from somebody like yourself on the inside. And like you mentioned, you know, Billy Turner and, and other players. Um, so if the Redskins here, big dog, big dog, they can expect a pass to Marcellus. <laughs> yeah, Matt said they, they might need to find a new name for the audible there. But uh, yeah, that <laughs> It was funny because you can't hear it in the press box, but but uh, listening back to the TV copy, it's pretty apparent that's what he was saying. So obviously, in addition to Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Jones, like, you know, I, I guess there if there would be a criticism, maybe that they don't use him enough. Is, is that fair? How would you say that that they get a lot of enough value out of an athlete? Uh, that seems to be, you know, pretty explosive and and pretty darn productive when they give him the rock. Yeah, this is two coaching staffs now who have not uh, wanted necessarily to turn Aaron Jones into a workhorse back. Mm-hmm. Um, that Jamal Williams has seen a lot of time, and I think, frankly, it's because Jamal Williams is a reliable power back. He is still good in the passing game. He runs to contact and is is um, a, a more than capable pass catcher. He can do everything you need. You you look back at at the Matt, the Matt Lafleur teams that have been the best. That 2016 Falcons version, especially Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman, split a lot of duties, and they were able to find a really nice balance there. Aaron Jones, as a pass catcher, split out is more effective than Jamal Williams, but they can both do it. Uh, the screen game last week wasn't working, but they were able to get Jamal Williams on some power runs and and get downhill that way. So, you know, if you want to key on Aaron Jones, maybe they go to some more two running back sets and you say, OK, you want to key on Aaron Jones. We still have this other guy who we can put on a linebacker and we think he can beat you consistently. Uh, it It is a fair criticism, though, for me to say that the the offense is much better with Aaron Jones on the field. Uh, SB Nation recently wrote a piece that showed that um, on estimated points added by EPA with Jones on the field, they're basically the best offense in football. And without him, they're average. And that sort of disparity, I think, is is I don't want to say troubling because obviously it's really good that they're really good with him on the field. But you'd like to get him some more carries. Maybe that's coming. Maybe we see that more in January. Maybe that's something against Minnesota in two weeks. They lean on a little bit more. Um, you know, that's something that I, I think is yet to be determined because we're still writing the book on Matt LaFleur. Interesting point. All right. Uh, I could do this forever, but I'll I'll wrap it up uh, with this one question. Um, you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and, and we talked about the defense. 
uh, I'll, I'll ask you basically what you asked me at the end of my segment, which was it, it, one guy that I, I guess you would fear outside of who we've already talked about that you think could make a huge impact on either side of the football for the Packers is who? Alan Lazard. Uh, I, I think um, he is someone who who can can be impactful in, in we saw it on on Sunday three catches 103 yards the big touchdown he is emerging as the second wide receiver on this team and teams are going to have to account for him all of the attention paid to Devontae Adams is something that um, you know I think he can benefit from and you know if teams are going to try and, and take out the run which I assume Washington is going to try and do that has been the approach the last few weeks force Aaron Rodgers to beat you. That sounds like a weird thing to say, but there aren't a lot of secondary targets on the Packers who can beat you. So if you can focus on Devontae Adams and take away the run, someone else has to step up. That guy to this point has been Alan Lazard. Peter Rinkowski, Locked on Packers. I'm Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Peter, this has been uh, a pleasure. Hopefully the football game is as entertaining and as knowledgeable and as, uh, I guess, you know, hopefully balanced with good football information and good quality football on Sunday. I don't know if you're going to get it from the Washington Redskins, but I know the Packers are doing it at Ambo Field. What a place. Uh, and hopefully it'll be snowing and we'll get some good throwback football. At the, at the very least, it will be picturesque. Two throwback old school franchises that go way back at the, the 100th NFL season. It's pretty appropriate that we get these two teams squaring off at some point. Well said. Well said. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. This is great. Thanks, Chris. All right, that's going to do it for us today, guys. Thanks for being with us on this Crossover Wednesday. Thanks to Peter. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.